Lori here, and welcome to the Awakening Moments podcast. Grab a cup of tea and let's spend some time together. My co-host Rhonda and I are ordained ministers working together at Life Center Church. We are leaders, wives, moms, and longtime friends. In this podcast, we hope to share some meaningful moments from our lives, everything from lessons we've learned the hard way or how to rise up in the midst of obstacles and insecurities. We will encourage you to take risks and remind you that you are deeply loved and completely worthy. Let's awaken life's most amazing moments together. Good morning, Laura. Hi, how are you? I'm good. We have our deep voices on. It's early this morning. Oh, very early. The crack of dawn. <laughs> it is. I have a bit of a cold, so I've got that deep voice. Ooh, yes, the radio sexy. voice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, awesome. What a weekend. Did you have a yeah, good weekend? Yeah, fantastic. I mean, full, full, full. Lots of fun, fun family things. But yeah, we this weekend we uh, went and saw... One of our mutual friends was in a play. One of their daughters was in a play, Mary Poppins. So fun. So cute. But, but hilarious, too. <laughs> you got to share. You got to share. I mean, sorry for those who have a weak stomach. But so we come in. We're in the second row. Best seats ever. And I sit down in my seat and I'm like, what is that smell? What is that smell? I lean over to my friend. I'm like, do you smell that? And she's like, do you? What is that? And it seems that maybe, you know, one of our friends in the front um, just had some gas <laughs> continuously for the entire play. Like it was so bad that we had our, our we had our turtlenecks over our noses because we so couldn't. Bad. It was so bad. I'm glad you weren't sitting anywhere near there because you would have been okay. gagging. And it actually was a last minute. It. it was a last minute to like. The person we came with sat in the seat I was about to sit in. Oh, right. So I ended up walking around to the other side. There was right. no gas where I was. Had I sat there? You would have died. I would have started gagging. I know, because you can't handle it. No. Like, you start... can't even handle it. No, I would actually throw up. I would start. I'd have to walk <laughs> away. <laughs> that made me laugh so hard. I was like, thank you, Jesus. There was like five of us, and we're all inside of our shirts, like, just like dying like <laughs> straight fart smell oh so bad so gross <laughs> well my son is gross oh. as funny as that but anyways we decorated cookies yes and that was super fun getting all the kids together decorating cookies yeah and i think you know they were in the front room doing some hilarious dances oh. but if only they could have seen the moms in the kitchen like oh my god just have to call you out but candy corn up the nose and <laughs> Candy corn in, in the mouth, like teeth. Oh, we took some hilarious pictures. Oh my god, extremely gosh. hilarious. No, that was funny. They, they probably won't show up anywhere on Instagram ah, or social no, media, so don't no, be looking. No, but that's so true. we had a great time. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's fun. That's so. And the so gingerbread fun. houses were pretty funny. Oh yeah, that was great. That was great. <laughs> it was a, it was a great time. It was a great time. Yeah, fun weekend. Fun weekend yep, for sure. Full, for sure. Full. Definitely a little tired this morning. <laughs> yes, a little bit tired. Oh, it was a full day, yeah. a yeah. full weekend. I mean, yeah. Um. So I was thinking about what we could chat about this morning and um, a couple of weeks ago I was in one of our Life Start uh, groups. One of my absolute most favorite things that I get to do here, just sitting with people and having these real life conversations about things that really, really matter. And we were having this conversation, there's this question in Life Start that we ask that uh, around judgment and expectations and like... It goes something like this, you know, do you think it's okay? Do you think that we have higher expectations of people who call themselves Christians? Do you think we judge people who call themselves Christians higher? And should we? Like, should we have higher expectations of Christians? And, you know, what does that kind of look like? And so the conversation just went 
really personal because every single person in the room had some sort of experience or connection or pain associated with either unmet expectations, maybe someone towards them or expectations that they had that that were not met and that was disappointing to them and so it was just really really fascinating to kind of dive into that topic around the area of judgment and how people feel judged and what happens when they feel judged and I thought you know maybe we could dive into that today and just talk a little bit about our experience with judgment where does that you know how do we feel about that I mean you and I are both in ministry so we're definitely subject to judgment a lot of often, Mm -hmm. often we're subject to judgment for sure. And you know, how does that affect us? And yeah. What do you think? I think that's a good, nice and light topic to start. (laughs) First thing in the morning. (laughs) Leave it to me to bring in the heavies. eh? It's always intense. Okay. I'm ready. (laughs) No, I think, I I think that's an amazing topic because I think many people can, we can associate with that. We have a lot to share on that, but I think the word judgment is just even hard. It's hard to even say, can we judge others? Is there a place of judging? Because it's, it's such a harsh word. But it does come when you think, when I think of judge, I think of fruit. Because it talks about a lot about trees and the fruit of our lives in the Bible. And when we judge good fruit, we literally are testing and looking at something. And that's really your judging if it's good fruit, good enough to eat, good enough to... So I feel like judging, <clears throat> what I've probably experienced is a lot more negative judgment. But I feel like there's a way... T- to walk in like judgment that brings life and brings wholeness. But I think the word judgment is probably like a strong trigger word. It's a, yeah, it's a harsh word. Yeah. It's a harsh word yeah. that we're all very sensitive to. Yeah. I think we're all sensitive to it. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I've never forgotten, uh, John Bevere's book, Bait of Satan. He says in it that, um, expectation is the breeding ground for an offense. And so, like I've always thought of that and I've always tried to practice that in my relationships that the higher expectations that I have, the more opportunity there is for an offense Mm, to take root in my life. Right. Mm. And I think expectations and judgment kind of, they kind of go hand in hand. There's there, there's like a marriage between them that, um, how, how we, you know, how we respond in relationships or with people, they, they kind of have a connection and, um, and so even when I'm talking with people who are, you know, walking through deep offenses, you know, we try to have a conversation about expectations because that's the part that we can be responsible for in our relationships. We can be responsible and we can own and we actually have power over the kind of expectations that we have on other people. But we don't have any control or power over what people do, what people say, Um, you know, so that's the only part that we actually have power over and can then be empowered not to allow other people's behavior or decisions to create offenses in us, right? By lowering Mm. our expectations or changing our expectations or making our expectations more realistic. And I know I feel that big time, even just in being in ministry, being a pastor, I feel the weight of other people's expectations on me often, often. Like some people have an expectation that I, as a pastor, as their pastor, should just be available to them 24 mm-hmm. seven, you know, whenever they need mm-hmm. And I feel the weight of that sometimes. Sometimes I feel like, wow, like I'm going to really disappoint them if I'm not 
on all the time or make myself available all the time. But that's just not realistic. That's just not realistic. And I've had to learn how to get okay with actually disappointing people. Mm. I've had to learn to get okay because, you know, especially as the church grows and grows and grows and grows, it's just not even humanly possible to meet everyone's expectations. And we were never meant to carry that. And isn't that like exactly what we've talked about called companionship. You can take on someone's expectation of you and to be like, oh, I've got to be this for that person. No, you actually don't. That's not your responsibility. Definitely not to close off and not to give. But I'm talking about when you start to take something on, like it relies on you. It mm-hmm. actually relies on the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The companionship they need, they're looking for that neediness from you. It has to come from God. So yeah, we have we have to release that on a daily, moment by moment basis sometimes because it can, it would be too overwhelming to be a ministry and feel like we're letting everybody down. Yeah. And that's a companion we can't put on ourselves like we're the savior in that way. It has to be on Christ that when we do meet with people that we also have the wisdom of the Holy Spirit to be able to do triage because I think in a week, oh my goodness, we could have so many different levels of need and not say every single person. It has nothing to do with the value of the person. It has to do with the critical nature of what they're coming with. And so it really is being led by the Holy Spirit and allowing the Holy Spirit to say, okay, God, today where do I need to spend that time? And how can I let someone know that and be seen, like see them, but not maybe having to give the same time, a quality of time, because we just can't do that. Yeah. But that really has been something that you, I've had to learn in ministry the hard way. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Not, Same. Th- that's not been an easy lesson and mm-hmm. continues to be. And yeah. it's never something just gone. I'm yeah. constantly aware. I'll, I'll slip into it and be like, oh, I'm trying to meet someone's expectation of me. And that goes right down to a root in my life of people pleasing. Right. Right. Of an insecurity of needing to be loved and valued yep. by what people see of me. And if they're disappointed, it's somehow I have to fix that because I'm not as valuable to them versus my value being in God. So it just brings true. us right back. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And same, same. Like God has worked that through in my life too, because yeah, there have been times when people have asked to meet with me. And, you know, it's very serious. And they sit down in my office and they're like, um, like, we were really offended that you walked right by us and didn't say hello. And I mean, it was like dead serious. Like they're dead serious, like a deep, deep rooted offense because I walked past them in the lobby and didn't say hello. And I was like, uh, are you, yes. are you angry with us? Do you, do you have an offense? Do you have, do you have an offense against us? And I was like, um, no, <laughs> I was just walking. <laughs> no, like, oh. wow. But you know, but you sit in, uh, yeah. you know, you sit in those kinds of situations that are like, you, you realize, okay, wow, this is not even based in like reality in yeah. the sense of like that it would even be possible for someone to meet all of this. And you just realize, okay, like you just have to get okay with the fact that you're not going to be able to meet everyone's expectations all the time. And not just us as pastors. I mean, this is in life in general. In life, yes. Like family expectations, gosh, they're unending. Yeah. You know, depending on the family that you're a part of, family expectations can be just so unrealistic and unending. And you do have to get to the place where you ask God, God, what is it that you've you've asked me to do mm-hmm. what is the yoke that you've put on my shoulders what is it that you want me to do in this situation and not fall prey to 
you know, being, like you said, that people pleaser that's always trying to be everything to everyone at all times. It's just not possible. It's just not possible. We have to get okay with, you know, disappointing people. And you can apologize that you've let them down, but it doesn't mean that you're supposed to be that, like you said, for everybody, right? That's right. We have to find that wholeness in Jesus. We have to find that out of our relationship with Jesus, not looking for that in one another. And, uh, and yeah, lowering our expectations is a really, really helpful way to not get so easily offended. That's very powerful. That's powerful. Unmet expectations or high expectations, the amount of offenses that can happen, you know, and I think circling back to the judgment side, I feel like that, that whole piece, Laura, you were talking about with disappointing others. You have to, I felt, I feel my own life as I'm maturing in some of the giftings in my life and the ability to mentor, being able to speak the hard things is actually judgment, judging fruit. But I want to be clear. It's not people that don't know Christ. And not people I don't have permission to speak into their lives either. Like just walking around randomly pointing things out. That's not biblical. Right. Um, But I feel like people that I do know that have given me permission in their lives or people I walk with closely, I feel like accountability and mentorship does require, I I don't even like to use the word judgment because I feel like that's such a trigger word. Right. But I feel like accountability. Yeah. Because if we're actually wanting to call people higher and I want to be called people people to call me higher. Yeah. Like we've given, I've given you permission, different women in my life to say, listen, if you see something, Jay, please call it out. That is a form of judgment. That's a form to saying, I'm seeing this. It's not lining up. Right. And I'm calling you out on it. Right. But it's the way it's done. I think that's where people have gotten hurt. Yes. And you know, I think you, nothing like that ever feels good. I don't think you ever walk away feeling like, Oh, that felt great. No, no. But I, you know, and also there's different filters of people's pain and hurt. Yeah. But I think you can call people within the close circle that you do have to a higher place mm-hmm. and call mm-hmm. because that's actually what God calls us in the Bible to do with one right, another. Right, right. And then there's iron different levels. sharpens exactly. iron. Yeah. Yeah. But it starts within our community. It starts yes. within our close yes. circle. And then I think there are those rare times when it does come to where maybe you have you're able to step into a different sphere to speak into people's lives you don't know very well. Yeah, but yeah. I don't think that just happens initially. I yeah. think that's a different progression yeah. where God, when you're led by the Holy Spirit or something really strong that you've been praying through that you just right, can't right. let go of, and you have the wisdom of the Holy Spirit to share with someone maybe you don't know that well, right? and that maybe we can address that maybe at the end because there's some really helpful things that mm-hmm, we can mm-hmm. speak into about that. But I, what no, do you think for about sure, for sure. well, accountability yeah, no, but, judgment? Well, I think, like, I think about you just, just as an example. Like I think about and just walking alongside you, like I know that God speaks to you often in a very specific way and he'll often give you a specific word for somebody he'll give you a picture he'll give you um you know just a sense a word a scripture and sometimes not always but sometimes that word has a little bit of a kind of a realignment a little bit of a corrective nature within it and so you know i've watched you kind of wrestle 
through some of those words, like when God gives you that, maybe talk a little bit about, you know, what happens when you get a word like that, you know, you're spending time with God, you're praying for somebody, some, you know, God put someone on your heart. And then all of a sudden you have a real, like a really strong sense for them of something that God wants to do in their life or speak into their life. Or maybe you even get a very specific picture or scripture or like, what do you do with that? If you sense that there's a little bit of correction there, how do you navigate processing that? Yeah. And, you know, it and then even delivering that. Exactly. I think it's, it's actually gotten stronger. I would say these past couple of years, right. I'm an encourager by nature. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. And prophetic has always been something very natural in my heart. So when yeah. people that don't understand what prophetic means, we're just speaking about encouragement, yeah. building Some, up, building up, whether it's a word, it's a scripture, yeah. it's a picture when I'm praying for mm-hmm. somebody mm-hmm. meant to build a sense them up. That something that God is doing something, a sense That's of right. what God is doing bringing in their hope, life, bringing encouragement, yeah. speaking life. So that is really the heart of the prophetic. Yeah. And as I've done that for years, it's been something that come, has come, it's been a gift. We all have different gifts. Yeah. And uh, I find the past couple of years, it's been shifting a little bit to be exactly what you've said. And that's actually been very uncomfortable for me Okay. because I've wrestled through it. Like and the problem is I think I've been a little disobedient because I sit on it for a while okay. praying through it because I actually don't know how to deliver it. Because you, you, you're so easy. It's so easy for you to give an encouraging word. That's right. To give a word that just edifies and builds up. That's but it's right. harder to give a word that has a line of correction or realignment in it. That's right. Because there is a bit more of a cost that comes when you share a word like that. Mm-hmm. Of how it's going to be received. What that's going to happen in a friendship what, you know, all the different things that can happen. And so it comes right back. You know, I realize even as we're just talking through it, it does come back to that same place that God has to bring me of, it's not, a, it's not my responsibility, right? The outcome right? to pray through it. Absolutely. Those types right. of words don't just come out of my mouth easily. I no. pray into yeah. them, Yeah. but I have to, I have to be okay for someone to be upset with me and maybe not even receive the word. Right. And also not every word I'm going to give is going to be right. Right. Yeah. So sometimes I think even yeah, there was human error for there's sure. human error. Yeah. And I, you know, you shared something with me and it actually really helped. And that's a beautiful thing when you have people close around you that you're able to say, listen, I'm wrestling through this. Obviously I don't tell you everyone that I'm, I have this word about, but I'll say I have this hard word. I'm wrestling through it. And you just said, it's not fact till you share it. Like until they acknowledge it, it's not fact. You know, I, I think because it's a newer feel for me. This is new, what God is doing in my life. Um, I feel like I was almost trying to so much discern if this was real because I didn't want to disrupt something. And after that, it just took this yoke off me. So once again, I was taking on this, like I had to figure out exactly how to deliver this. Was I exactly on? And in the Bible even talks about, we only hear in part. Yeah, in part. That's in right. In part. We yeah. don't have yeah. all the answers. That's right. And so a couple of the words I've been sitting on, I realized, you know what? This is time to set a coffee up and just say, listen, I've been sensing this. Does this even right. sound right to you? Is this a, f-? and if it's not, if they're not acknowledging you, then I can just redirect it and speak life and yeah. then continue to pray into it privately. Yeah. Um, and just say, okay, I've just, yeah. that's, that's just how I need to deliver it and exercise it. It's interesting because having um, gone through our deliverance session a couple of weeks ago, I, 
so some of the words, some of the words that they had discerned that were applicable to my life uh, didn't necessarily resonate in the initial them presenting them like, you know, whether it was jealousy, you know, whether it was greed, you know, they had these words and I was like, I was like, I don't, that doesn't really resonate. Like I don't, I don't. But what's so interesting is that if your heart is open and you're willing to just allow, listen to the Holy Spirit or listen to the Lord or take it before the Lord, after the session, God started to talk to me about how those things manifest in my life. And for me, they didn't, they weren't, they were indirect. They weren't direct. They weren't like, you are jealous of your friend, blah, 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 for this thing. It wasn't like that at all. It was just this underlying kind of spirit of always wanting something I didn't have or or even just even in my language or my heart always acknowledging with my mouth oh I wish I was going on a vacation I wish I had you know a bigger house I wish I had whatever I don't, whatever I wish I had whatever and 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 as you know so they spoke the word it didn't really resonate but then afterwards with my heart being open to the holy spirit i started to see no there is a thread of this in my life that god wants to root out and so again like if we can have an openness even if a word doesn't initially resonate like right mm-hmm. off the top because mm-hmm. i think we are the, our greatest self deceivers for one yeah yeah <laughs> and sometimes we're just not even in touch yeah with how this applies to my life right in the here and now but if we're willing to take it before the lord i believe that god will show us and again they may have got this word jealousy and they may have thought this is how it manifests in your in your life they may have been wrong about that yeah but the word wasn't wrong yeah. Right. So again, that's how, again, we, we can sometimes put our human, our human interpretation on it, interpretation yeah. on the word. So we get this word, it's a little bit general, but we come up with what that means. And especially if we know the person, if we know the person, then we're probably going to make an assumption, maybe even a judgment about what that word means in their life. But that's not our responsibility. Mm -hmm. Our responsibility is to deliver the picture, the word, the sense that we felt that God has given us in the greatest amount of love that we can muster, right? I mean, even in the scriptures in Corinthians, we see like all the gifts and then right, right after, right after comes, but even greater than all of this is to walk in love. Love is patient. Love is kind. And to remember that if those gifts are not absolutely bathed in love then we're not it probably won't be as well received and we're also probably not coming from the right spirit of bringing you know bringing that word so I think those those keys are really really important but but I love that and I think that as believers we do have to be open before the Lord we almost have to separate the word from the person who's giving it Mm -hmm. like it's not Rhonda who's bringing a word of correction to my life Mm -hmm. it's the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. that wants me to know something Mm -hmm. and I need to take that Mm -hmm. before the Lord Mm -hmm. and ask him to help me understand how this applies to my life like almost like take the deliverer the person who's delivering the word right out of the picture altogether because we can sometimes get offended that like oh, who does Rhonda think she is telling me blah, 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 right? It's not, it's not Rhonda. Mm -hmm. It's not Mm -hmm. Rhonda the person. It's not Mm -hmm. Rhonda my friend. It's not, right? And sometimes Mm -hmm. we have to separate that and then we take that before the Lord. And if there's, if it's wrong and it doesn't resonate and the Lord doesn't show you anything, let it go. Let it go. Shake it off. Yep. If it's supposed to come back, it will. 
<laughs> and, this, and if it's totally. not great shake it off that's right and like even prophetic words i think of prophetic words in the encouragement side that have i've not seen but god's fulfilled them different but sometimes like those pictures like exactly what you say we have an interpretation we think even delivering the word or even receiving it be like no and then all of a sudden as time goes on we think that's how i thought that word was going to be but god it actually was right but in, even in the good, in the bad, like not the bad, the more aligning words and the more words that are meant to build faith, we've got to let God be the one that dictates how that path looks, but to be open. Exactly. And I think as you feel, as I felt that, and as you and I are called into greater places with our, just in leading people and accountability, those it's, I, I think people may look and think it may, it may be easy because we do it a lot. It's actually never, I don't find it's easy. Yeah. It's something in my personality I, I do wrestle with yeah. because I don't want to hurt people or feel like I'm hurting somebody. Mm-hmm. But as you get more confident in just stepping out and watching God bring a fruitfulness, we actually can't love each other without that being a part yeah. of it too. Yeah. yeah. Are we really loving each other if we're always just patting each other on the back and watching someone run toward a cliff? No. Like no. love would be like I am putting like I am running after you and yeah, like, yeah, hey, yeah. stop. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. not love either. No, yeah. Love is just not encouragement, encouragement, rah, rah, rah. Sometimes it's like, hey, listen, I see this. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say, this is like, going to hold you back. This is going to hold you back. Yeah. And it's not because it's to pull back. It's out of love and encouragement to see them rise higher. And uh, but I, I feel like that's probably been an area where a lot of people have been hurt because it hasn't been done with the right motives. And we're not perfect. And even some words I've delivered, maybe I have to definitely discern with the Lord. Lord, bring me out of it. Like bring my own personal. Yes. 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 Sometimes it's harder when you know someone well, because you know a situation and you can just pull a lot of your own personal feelings into the word because you know what's going on or your own agenda or or motives or you flower it up too much. Yeah. And the word gets lost. Right. Yeah. You can do that. Like you can do that too. Yeah. 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 In trying to, it can be harder when you know someone well, Yeah. but actually that's, we need to be able to do that just as equally. And I want that because in my heart, I say that and it's not easy to receive a word sometimes because all of a sudden your own flare of insecurities, your own filters come. And that is exactly what we have to have die. Those companions to be like, Nope, that's not of God. Exactly. That's not of God. We have to say, God's going to bring truth. He's bringing truth. I am the way, the truth, yes. and the life. Yes. Not just the way and the life. Yes. I am truth. Yes. And truth is corrective. Yes. None of us really like truth, no. but it's pride. It's yes. those things of pride that is not of God yes. that stops us from actually receiving yep. truth to yes. set us free. Yes. And his truth and his will set us free. Yeah. He will set us free. Yeah. So. Yeah. And pride manifests too, I think, even in as we fear the delivery, right? Like we are too big in that space when we fear bringing the word yeah. to somebody, when we, when we, we, we allow fear to override That's what right. God has asked or, or, or given us. Now, again, I don't think necessarily every word that God gives is meant actually for that person. Sometimes the word is meant for us just to have knowledge so we can pray through. That's I don't right. always think necessarily. Right. So we really need to be dependent on the Holy Spirit for, for what sure. he wants us to do. Right. And we can't just go around telling people, you know, blah, 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 this and that. And you need to, and you need to, like, I think that's also arrogant to think that that's always the result of it. We really have to ask the Holy Spirit, what does he want us to do with that? For and sometimes sure. God will give you a word 
but it's not meant for you to share. And if you shared it, yeah, you could probably get some, something out of that, right? Like, wow, you know, somebody came and they said this to me, but sometimes it's not for you to share. In fact, it's for somebody else to share. And maybe they get the, wow, this person brought this revelation to my life and da, 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 da. And you knew it. Like you knew it, but yeah. you prayed it through. But That's we right. all have a part to play. That's the beautiful, the beauty of the body, right? Yes, the body of Christ. And as God is doing the gracious, kind, kind, kind work that he's doing in our lives, as he brings us to a place of holiness and repentance and becoming more like him. But he's using all kinds of different gifts to for that to, to awaken in our lives. So I know I love the scripture says it's his kindness that leads us wow. to repentance. I love that too. Like I love that because if we his can just even see the kindness, kindness of God, it's oh. to because he loves us. Oh. And it says he only disciplines those he loves. When you think of un- oh. it's because of his love to keep us safe within the, what he has for us. Yeah. It's his kindness, his yeah. love. Yeah. And you know, we are not the moral police going back. Like I I want to no. be clear here too. Like oh of my God. All the encouragement words I have prophetically, I would say like less than 1% are aligning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 100 encouraging ones and one aligning one. Yeah, like it's not. No. And it's often not. I, I want to be clear too. It's not often the moment I'm sharing things like that. It's with a lot of prayer yes. and it's discerning and it's asking the Holy Spirit to yeah. bring wisdom yeah. and to open up the opportunity too. Yeah. Like yeah. not just walking yeah. up, but say, yeah. God, give me a sovereign, really beautiful yeah. divine time. Yeah. So their hearts are open and I'll know it's you. Like I can yeah. just step into that, that they're, whether they ask me or yeah. the conversation opens up to this yeah. type of topic and I can just speak and flow it in versus yeah. abruptly stopping yeah. someone and sharing this. I wonder you know? if you could say to somebody, like I just thought of this, but I wonder if you could say to someone, if, especially if it's someone that you know, um, you know, shoot them a text or a phone call and just say, hey, listen, I, I was praying for you this week and I feel like the Lord gave me a word, but it, it's a little bit hard. If you're open to hearing it, let me know. Yeah. Because again, if somebody is like, oh my gosh, I want, yes, like tell me, what what is it? And their, their heart wants you know, to understand what God, because again, when somebody speaks a word over my life or even, you know, even when you, sometimes you'll send me, you know, something that that you received in prayer or just a scripture, like I feel so honored that you even prayed for me. (laughs) Like it makes me feel so loved and so cared for and, and like such a part of the body. Like when we, when we care for each other in that way, it's such a beautiful thing. But again, if someone's in a place where maybe they're really fragile, yeah. they might be, yeah. they might say, you know what? I'm not, I, I'm not, I'm not ready to hear that. Yeah. Can you just pray through that? Yeah. And I'll let you know. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't know that that maybe could be even a oh, way yeah, that's that a we good could way, Laura. That's walk, another way. walk yeah. it out, you know, exactly. because then again, we are, we, we're letting them know that it's there, but yeah. we're also not imposing, yeah. you know, dependent because we don't know what, is going on exactly in their life or what they're dealing with in that particular day or week. And they might just say, Oh, like I can't, I can't today, but you know, hit me up next week and let's see, let's see, you know, or whatever, or just pray through it. Or no, that's a good point. Especially someone, you know, you know, well, or like well enough because you know, it's true. Because you also don't want to set up a time together yeah. and they're all excited and then you share something a and sabotage. it becomes, it feels yeah, like. you don't want people. And I've had that before too, where, you know, you're trying to speak into someone's life. You're like, okay, I'll have them come and speak. And then all of a sudden you share it and you could just see they're like, oh, I backpedaling. Like they weren't ready for that. Right. Their guard, like you weren't able, they weren't kind of coming. Right. Not that you want to be guarded, but, but they kind of were yeah. like, okay, I'm coming ready to hear something. Maybe I have to 
be ready to be challenged versus la la la. Yeah. Like, hey, listen. Yeah. By the way. Yeah. And even as soft as you bring it, it can be, it can just be at that place. You don't know. It's so hard for them to hear or understand. So yeah, I've, I've definitely, I think that's a really powerful, that's a good heads up. It could be, it could be powerful. It could be. Yeah. Um, so I was reading just in Romans, uh, in my devotions and, um, you know, Romans one, I believe it was Romans one. Yeah. Had this at the end of it, had this whole list of sins, like all of these things that we are not to do. You know, and if we do these things, we won't inherit the kingdom of God and all, you know, just this great, great list. And I was like, wow. Okay. Like a heart, you know, like it's one of those scriptures where you're like, okay, like this is aligning. And then as I flip the page to go into Romans two, so literally the, the chapter ends with, you know, all of these things that we're not to do. And then Romans two starts with, therefore you have no excuse. Oh man, every one of you who judges for in passing judgment on one another, you condemn yourself because you, the judge practice the very same things. And again, like the, the scriptures are pretty clear about judgment. I mean, they talk yeah. about judgment. Jesus talks about it in the Beatitudes. I mean, it's, we're, we're, judge not lest you be judged. That's it, right. We're, we're instructed as believers not to walk with a spirit of judgment and that that spirit with which we judge others with, we will be judged with. Oh and my so goodness, there is yeah. a real like sobering part even in scripture for how we're to walk this. But I think what's interesting as I read that and as I read what the scriptures say, there's this whole part of hypocrisy, I think that plays into judgment. Mm-hmm. And I think I think where judgment goes wrong is when we lean into something that we actually have no authority to lean into in our that lives because so true. we're practicing the yeah. very same things we're trying to bring correction in. And I think this is one of the places for us as ministers that's like very sobering before the Lord because we are oh put goodness, in the position yeah. to lead leaders, to teach, to bring correction, to, you know, bring alignment, all of those things. But if we're actually not walking that, number one, we don't have authority to lean into that space. But number two, we're sinning. We're actually yes, sinning. Yes. Like we are walking into a place of hypocrisy, a place of being like the Pharisees who literally aren't looking inside, but are just looking at what everybody else is not doing. And we're trying to bring judgment and correction to that. And so we do have to live lives that are above reproach. We do have to be really honest yeah. about the state of our own heart as much as we can be, even though our heart is deceitfully wicked. And how can we actually know it? Yeah. But even within that, we have to as much as as possible be realigning ourselves to you know the truth like you just talked about for our own lives before we ever think of walking into a space of being able to bring some correction or bring some alignment to somebody else's life oh Laurie, that is so good it's so true because there is a real sobering like we're feeling that even in this season like god mm-hmm. is going to mm-hmm. all these areas of our yeah. lives we yeah. are not excused from anything oh i feel like there's a higher level of just, just holiness, holiness. Yeah. exactly that God's bringing me on this journey. And I think that's the word, like when we keep saying judgment, because judgment, we are not the judge. No. There's only one judge. No, 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 no. And we're no. not the moral police. No. And that's not what we walk around yeah. doing. Accountability and calling people higher is not judgment. No. But I think that's no. been used with the yes. spirit of judgment. Yes, yes. And that's where so much pain has come within the body of Christ. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, hypocrisy. So yeah. I think the spirit yeah. of judgment and hypocrisy. Yeah. And uh, I think what you just shared is really the, yeah. 
the aha. That's exactly like we have to be walking in submission, not that we're perfect or we have complete, but aware and humble with humility before God to realize as we deliver aligning words to people, we have to start with our own heart to be like, God, if I'm going to give this to somebody else or be able to speak into this area of their lives, is there this in me? Like, right. please go deeper right. in this right. area of my life. Right. Like, please. Right. And just bring that to alignment yeah. in a greater place yeah. because we will be judged exactly with the measure we give out. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And God judges yeah. with, he gives kindness and how, yeah. how much have we hurt each other with yeah. the spirit of judgment and yeah, hypocrisy? Yeah. So I think what you just shared, I don't even think I need to yeah. tackle that more, but I just want to be clear that when we're talking about here, judgment is a trigger word because it's actually not what we're called to do is judge. No, 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 no. We're called to bring a, like help bring alignment yeah. and corrective yeah. Yeah. love to yeah. one another for accountability yeah. and mentorship and calling each other sharpening as iron sharpens iron. Yeah. But not out of like, I'm over you. No. I'm policing no. you. Yes, I, I know you're yes, not. There's yes, only yes. one God and Holy Spirit. Like, yeah. hello. You know, so, it's so interesting. So if I, if I break down the word judgment, like what is it that people feel when they're being judged? They feel like someone is better than them. Yes. yes. So when you feel like you're being judged or when I feel like someone is judging me, there's this sense of that whatever whatever's happening in the room again girls can be brutal with this with each other yes, right yes like whether the way we look each other up and down just by a look by the way we treat each other you know women can just be be brutal for this with with each other but there's this sense of being made to feel like you think you're better than yep. me somehow yep. You think you're dressed better than me. You think you're, you know, smarter than me. You think you're more talented, whatever, whatever it is, whatever it is, you somehow are projecting something that makes me feel like you think you're better than me somehow. And again, in faith, never should a word or a corrective word or something from the Lord feel like the delivery says, I think I'm better than you in this area. In fact, like if I think about the last few years and some of the beautiful moments of realignment that we've walked with people, most of them, although those people thought judgment would happen, the exact opposite happened. There was a greater depth of love. There was a greater depth of knowing. There was a greater depth of appreciation and vulnerability and intimacy that came out of the relationship, not judgment. Yes. Satan wants us to believe that when our sin is exposed, we're going to be judged for it. For sure. Actually the kindness part is that when our sin is exposed and, and if the body of Christ is in correct operation, actually we come alongside each other all the more we love each other all the more because we're actually coming out of a place of hiddenness to be known. And so again, it's a lie that the enemy uses to keep us in our sin, that we will be judged for what we've done. Where actually what God wants to do through the body of Christ is wants you to actually be loved because of the fullness of who you are, which includes all that you've done in, in your life. And, and that's, I love that. Oh my gosh, oh, that's, that's beautiful. That's so beautiful. That's so mm-hmm. beautiful. And I think that's the fear yeah. where that where judgment grips the yeah. hearts of people that there's just this fear that if you knew, 
if you knew what I really have done, if you knew what was in my story, if you knew what was in my past, if you knew what has happened to me, or if you knew the things that I have done to other people, you would judge me. You wouldn't love me anymore. Yeah. But it is actually the exact opposite. It's the opposite. It's the exact opposite of that. There, you know, with God, there's nothing that can separate you from his love. And he wants us to be known, to be fully, fully known. And it's only shame and sin and hiddenness that wants to keep us in that place of fearing the judgment of people. But our stories are our stories. Yes, they are. We don't have to fear judgment for our stories. We just, they're, they're our testimonies. They are literally what God has given us to beat the enemy, yeah, to continually exactly. beat the enemy and help others find the freedom that God so graciously wants to give every one of us. Oh, that's so true. You know, even speaking about people speaking into your life and, you know, coming out with confession and bringing things into light, I feel like as we're talking about prophetic words, you know, that's not the initial way God usually works in people's lives. God usually tries to speak to us first. He does. So directly, directly, (laughs) like God just doesn't use other people and point things out to come and speak to you. It's when we are not like God speaking to us and we're not listening or we've hit a real rut and we just can't see we're in self-deception that God uses that out of his kindness to help us come into freedom. But I want to, I just want to share that because I feel like some people might be like, oh my, (laughs) like, is that the prophetic gift? No, that's actually the second way of God. He doesn't, his initial heart is that he would speak to you. And that's the importance of those disciplines in our lives to come before God with humble hearts. But also we are self-deceived. There's times we just can't see it. But the kindness of God brings someone alongside that can speak into our lives. And if you're listening today, and I know in my own life, if you have to confess something, just really pray about who that should be because, you know, that's also a very vulnerable place. Yeah. And practicing confession and repentance is something that we've been speaking a lot about personally. Super powerful. And it's actually been a reawakened. Yes. Um, this absolute need yep. because we can be in bondage and the only key is repentance and confession yes. within community, not yes. calling a hotline yep. with someone who doesn't know me. No, no, no. You know, maybe that's your first step to let the words come out of your mouth. Yep. But the next step is having someone walk with you. Yes. That really is the only thing with the yep. power of God to unlock, yep. to really bring, bring into the light where someone's yep. like, I've let someone who knows me see. Yeah. Not just privately with God or those to really help me move forward because I'm not able to move forward in freedom. Um, That's really powerful. But I just want to share, like, just pray into that. If that's an area in your life, you're like, there's something I really need to confess because I want to be free. I don't, I don't want to be ruled by how people are going to think by me about me or be filled with fear of judgment. Really pray because there are toxic environments, toxic friendships that that would not be the place to do it. And uh, the point is not just to air your stuff. It's to really have the right place. And to someone that you would respect to know to speak into that and to cover that area and to pray with you and to cover that Mm -hmm. area with grace and love and peace and wisdom and truth and alignment out of the word of God, not of the alignment out of their own feelings, but out of the word of God that someone you would respect that could really help you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so I've had people, you know, come and share things with me that were so personal. Right. And they've walked out of my office and I'm like, oh, 
God, that was sacred. Right. Those are sacred spaces. Absolutely. But I think like that was huge right. in their freedom. Right. I've shared things totally. that with with people that I fully trusted. Yeah. yeah. And it's brought freedom to my life to be totally. like, oh, I let that go. Yeah. I was able to move through my fear of being judged or shame. Yes. I, I, we can't move through shame. No, no, no. And let go of that companion without saying, no, I'm bringing on repentance and confession because that's of God. Yes. Shame is not and yes. fear is not of God. Yes. But confession and repentance is of God because that brings us into light every yes. time. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so we, good. This is awesome. <laughs> We are yeah. transformed, friends. We are. <laughs> Literally, you know, this week I, I was convicted because I was listening to um, one of the messages in our series and um, it was talking about Zechariah and how he didn't believe the word that the angel brought. He didn't believe the word. And I thought instantly, I thought, I just felt like the Lord dropped on my heart. How many times around the things that God does in our life, we just say this statement, I can't believe it. I can't believe that happened. I can't believe God did that. And I felt this conviction come like you are aligning yourself with unbelief just even in that statement. Wow. And I know it's just a phrase. I know it's just a phrase, but actually That's I just powerful. felt like God just realigned something again and just said, it's not, don't align yourself with unbelief, align yourself with the awe of what I've, what I'm doing. And I think that's fine. We can be in awe of what God's doing when we see someone's life transformed, when we see God moving in such a powerful way, when we see people coming to Christ, they shouldn't be things we say, I can't believe that's happened. I literally just felt like God said, don't align yourself with unbelief. Don't, but that's not for me. Wow, Laura, that's powerful. Right. And just align yourself with the awe and wonder of what I'm doing. And that is of God. I mean, the scriptures are full of the awe and the awesomeness of who God is, the greatness of our God, what he's done. And I was like, okay, God, I am so sorry. And I literally in the moment just repented for aligning myself with unbelief so many times, even just in that little common phrase, it's just a common phrase that everybody says. But I was like, no, absolutely. You know, and it's all of those little things. I think that God is just bringing us to this place of, you know, seeing but also confessing, yeah. saying out loud, confessing, and then wa- I want to walk accountable. I don't. If you ever hear me say I can't believe that, I want you to say, "Don't align yourself with unbelief." <laughs> like, yeah. I don't. I don't want to have any part of that in my thinking, yeah. in my words, in my like anywhere inside. You know, that's not from God. Okay. Well, the power of life and death is in the tongue, right? And things that we just say flippantly, they actually are aligning with life or death. Yes. Just aligning. Yes. Yes. And we just think, There's oh, that's no, no big deal. Space. There's no neutral. And we think, oh, well, I didn't really mean it. Well, wh- what what would you say that then? Like, what are we actually saying? When you actually bring it down, you're like, yeah. that's actually not what I believe. Then why are we just saying these flippant statements? Yes. Yes. But you feel the Holy Spirit right now yeah. being like, wow. Yeah. Like, that's powerful. It's true. The yeah. little statements we say, yeah. we think, no, I actually, yeah. why did I just say that? No, I actually don't even think that. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, I. One other thing that I kind of want to just talk about for a second around the area of judgment is that I have heard, I don't know if you've heard this before, but I've heard people talk about Christians from a place of feeling 
like they are being judged or from a place of feeling like Christians think they're better than everybody else or, you know, whether it's like I've heard it from people who are not in faith right now or people who are maybe struggling in their faith or people who've maybe had faith at one time and then left or even sometimes even Christians can feel this sense of like, just not good enough and therefore are so susceptible to judgment. What would you say about that? You know, do you like, I guess, I guess what I'm, what I'm, what I'm thinking about is I've often wondered if there's something about what we believe even about ourselves and about God that actually is not correct. It's false, but it makes us susceptible to judgment, to feeling judgment. Yeah. What do you think about that? Have you ever thought about that? Or I've never thought of it like that. Like people feeling judged and yeah. why they feel judged. Like why they why people can be so sensitive to feeling judgment. Is that because they are being judged, or is that because there could be something in in their own belief system that is making them susceptible to that? Well, I think it's twofold. Like who knows what their experiences have been. Right. They might've been really hurt in the church. People have leaders. Yep. People have walked alongside them yeah, in yeah, really yeah. unhealthy ways. Oh yeah. And we're not perfect. It no. happens. Even no. us. Like I look back at some of the stuff I've done. I'm like, Oh, I do that so different. We learn as we go <laughs> sometimes. Well, actually every time And the Holy spirit is really good to accelerate some of those learning experiences. We pray doesn't do as much damage. I'm like, Oh God, help us. Right. Um, but that could be one experiences they've had. Second of, I feel like oftentimes it's just our own sin. Right. And our own insecurities and fear, which is sin. Right. We, that's sin. Right. Our own pride, sin. Right. So I think it's one or two our experiences or our own sin that is putting up a guard, stopping that from happening. And the third would be who's delivering it. So yes, I guess, yes, you know, yes, yes. those three but not components. Even, I, I think sometimes it's not even that somebody said anything. Yeah, they just I think feel it's just, it. They just feel it, right? And, I, it's a and then there's Holy Spirit, conviction. Right. <laughs> Sometimes, right. really, the conviction is uncomfortable. Very. And it's easy to <laughs> offload that to be like, oh, I'm being judged because you don't want to lean into that. Right. You know you're right. not in a good right. place. Yeah. You know it's something you need to change, and you just don't want to change yeah. it. Yeah. So it's easy to just say, oh, the church is judging me because you actually don't want to change. Yeah. So offload the yeah. blame. Uh, I mean, I know this is probably insensitive, but sensitivity is not one of my strengths. Mine but <laughs> you and I have both. But, but sometimes I feel like, too, you know, when people talk about how they feel so judged, sometimes I feel like, so what? Like, who cares? If yeah. you are being judged, like, so what? Like I, but I feel bad saying that because I know it's so hurtful. Like they feel so hurt by that. So, you know, in acknowledging how hurt someone feels by being judged, but I feel like, if people are judging you, so, so what? That's yeah. their problem. Don't it's give them the power. Problem. They're not, yeah, they're not over you. It's not your problem. Yeah. Like it's yeah. actually not your problem at all. Cause if someone actually is operating in a spirit of judgment, man, that's on them. Yeah. Like, I just feel like I don't really want to give time or no. energy or no. like, if you want to judge me, all right, go yeah. for it. Yeah. It's your loss. You yeah. get to spend that time up in your mind being negative and critical and, you know, that's going to have 
ugly effects in your life if you want that well that's all right you go for that but I don't like yeah it doesn't I don't have to receive that no no and give power to that there's no that's not that's not where that but I don't mean that insensitively because I do know that some people like have been tremendously tremendously hurt but I also feel like if you have been hurt by this let God bring healing you have to let that hurt of those past experiences rule your today or rule your tomorrow like let bring God into that space bring Jesus into that space give it over to him forgive those people don't let them have power over you anymore like I you don't have to be ruled by any of this and I feel like if people are gonna judge who cares? Yeah. What, what, what is that to you? Why do you have to receive that? Why do you have to take that on? You can't control that. You can't control that. Cause if I were honest, like I would say, I don't think that the church. Okay. Well the church, I, when I say the church, I think the church is just made up of people of whom <laughs> we're all sinners and broken. So yeah. it's not a distinction really from the world. I think that Yes, people are judgmental all around, but I also don't feel subject to their judgment. I don't care. I don't care if they want to be judgmental, some more than others. That's, that's, that's between them and God. Like they, but that's just not the life I want to live. And I don't want to subject myself to that judgment. Now, do I, do I sometimes feel it? Oh, of course I do. But I try as much as I can, as quickly as I feel it, to let it wash off because... let it go. It's not my problem. Well, look at Jesus. If we follow his example, he was judged his entire ministry, even where he came from. Right. Who he was, like everything. Right. This is just the guy from from Nazareth. This is from Bethlehem. Totally. Yeah. Like his whole life, the Pharisees trying to trick him all the time. He was judged the whole time. It did not stop him from the mission and the purpose that God stopped right. him. Imagine if God, if Jesus stopped and tried to deal, right? Took that on. No, he he actually just was singular focused on what the Father was asking right. him to do, right. and he allowed that to be what it would be. Right. And so I think if Jesus was judged and criticized, we live in a broken world. We live in a world like that that we have to follow his example of staying humble with God, tender with one another, and to walk in that kind of grace with God and allow him to do the work in our lives too and to release all of that that's not of God from our hearts and allow the Holy Spirit to fill those places because we cannot, like we go right back, circling back, we cannot control how other people will talk, what they will say, what they will do, but we do have complete control of what we allow ourselves to be judged by and to submit ourselves under. So let's submit ourselves to the Spirit of God, yes, not to the Spirit of man. So good. And put our expectation in the Holy Spirit is with me and yeah. he's going to do work in my life. Yeah. I don't need to rely on, yeah. I don't need to be ruled by that. Yes. And allow God just to work yeah. that out. Yeah. 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 I think too, like many people come from families that are, that, that are very judgmental. Yes. You know, yes. even moms, <laughs> we can be very judgmental, you know, as moms of our kids, of what they're doing, of their motives, um, you know, and, and there's a part of it, I think that, you know, means well, but I think there's probably a root that comes out of control or yeah. a root of yeah. wanting them to, 
do things the way that we think they should be done. Um, but even as we grow up to become adults, like that can still have a very strong effect on us if we come from a very judgmental family. But, you know, my heart for anyone listening, if you feel like this particular topic you're sensitive to or have been hurt by just that you would daily lay this before the Lord, you know, if you have a really judgmental family and you just kind of feel subject to judgment on a regular basis, like I just pray that you would release that because I actually believe that even if you're in an environment where constant judgment is happening, that you can even live free from that. You don't, you don't actually have to come under that, even if that's the environment that your life is in, because I think that's how good God is. I think he can actually, we can be in a circumstance, but we don't have to give power or way to, uh, what's happening in that circumstance. We actually can live differently and live under a kingdom, a kingdom mindset and a kingdom narrative for our life. And so I just, yeah, I encourage you to submit that hurt and that pain and, unforgiveness has a very, very, very powerful effect, um, in our lives, but also in our physical bodies. And so I, I just encourage you to release any unforgiveness that you have towards people who have been judgmental to you, people who maybe even represent Christians for you, maybe people who represent the church for you or people who represent family and all you know, because God's love covers all of that. It's greater than all of that. And he wants to show you a love that you've never experienced and you never will experience, you know, in human, in human terms that will actually cover and heal all those wounds. Oh yeah. And then to use the wisdom too. If you know, if you're in a situation where you've maybe have been surrounded by people that are very judgmental and you can remove yourself from the situation. Sometimes we are in a situation and we exactly you're saying, Lord, we can't remove ourselves, but God can transform us in it. We don't have to be ruled by that. But if you have perhaps a circle of friends or there's people in our lives that are toxic and they're very critical, judgmental, you may, we just pray for wisdom over your life and making those hard decisions. We have to choose life. And sometimes it means letting go of people that we can't be doing the same things over and over and over and expecting different results. We have to make some changes in our life for health. And you may also be listening and say, I'm a judgmental person and I'm critical that I need, may God just bring that into your life, a fresh wave of his mercy and grace and humility to be able to bring that to God, to confess, repent, and allow the Holy Spirit to bring that into your life. And if you're surrounded by people that are judgment, that bring that out in you. Sometimes we're around critical people and become sarcastic and funny to be aware of that, that that's not of God. The things we just do lightly or think are funny or flippant, they're not flippant to God and power in our words, life and death is in the tongue. So may God just give you wisdom in all those areas. Mm -hmm. If you're in it, may he give you the grace and Mm -hmm. transform you in Mm -hmm. it. If you cannot, if it's just your Mm -hmm. circumstance, if you have the ability to change it, may Mm -hmm. God give you the wisdom, the discernment and the courage to Mm -hmm. make the changes necessary. And if you are struggling with those areas of being judgmental and critical and you know it, may God put on you today a fresh revelation of his mercy and kindness that you come under that and that's what he washes you and for you to be renewed mm-hmm. in mercy and grace to walk in that spirit yeah. and to be cleansed of the other so 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 good and i i just honestly like even as you're saying that like i i just pray a prayer lord like if there's anywhere in my life that i've been judgmental or critical of you know 
your kids yes <laughs> of my brothers and sisters like just god forgive me forgive me for that and i i just pray that you would help me to operate in the fullness of your love like that i would not use judgment judgment is yours alone because yours you alone. are you're just the judge. judge you're yeah. you're a completely just judge judge you you are love you embody love i i don't i yes. have to work really hard to love yes and so i just pray in jesus name yes, that jesus. you would forgive me of any judgment any critical you know any criticalness that ever comes off my tongue and 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 i just ask the holy spirit to really check me if something comes out of my mouth that is judgmental or is critical or is not of you just check me check yes, me me so too that, lord yeah so that you yeah. know we can align to the fullness of your love cuz cuz honestly i just don't want any part of that i don't need it i don't want it there's it no fruit in it there's no life in it no. there's no fruit in it no and cut it off yeah and so Thank so yeah you, Jesus. but but it is, it's a powerful thing and it holds us back. It holds us back. And I think that's the biggest thing. You know, I truly believe with all of my heart that there is more in you than you realize, but this will hold you back. Yes. This will hold you back. Being critical or being so susceptible to judgment, it will hold you back. So yes. remember, there's more in you than you realize. And so give this to God. Surrender this today. Yes. And you are worthy of love. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Awakening Moments podcast today. Like or subscribe to our podcast and share it with your friends. Follow us on Instagram at Lori Boucher and Rhonda.Corto. May you be awakened to the moments that matter the most.